Welcome to the Property Boom Show with Todd Polkey. Straight talk about how to make big money from property in today's market. Hey Todd, so with the recent APRA tightening of the purse strings of lending for property investors, uh, investors Mm. now more than ever before need to be taking action to make sure they can keep on borrowing rather than getting hitting the uh, you know the financial brick wall. So, what are some some steps that investors can take to avoid hitting that um, you know that financial uh, blockade? Yeah, and this is really critical. I think this is going to be a core theme over the next couple of years in the property market. You know, we've seen APRA tighten up already um, regulations with um, with how much capital they're expecting the, the banks to hold in their books and the um, the, the growth in loan book that uh, banks are allowed to have must be kept below 10% now. And um, all the talk is that they we're expecting that APRA are going to, again, tighten up the guidelines over the next kind of 12-odd months. So this is a critical theme for a property investing, if you're going to be investing strategically over the next few years, you continue moving forward year after year after year. We've got to make sure that we stay, um, you know, what I call looking sexy to banks. I mean, it's really a critical thing. Yeah. So, and, and be able to bypass, you know, continue moving forward despite what APRA does, right? So what we want to be thinking about is, okay, well, how can we make sure that we continue looking great to banks? And, you know, one of the, um, and continue to get serviceability, right, that the banks believe that we can, we can afford a higher and higher potential debt level and that we can handle the commitments that we currently have and, and continue leveraging our, um, our portfolio and that we actually know what we're doing. So obviously one of the critical ways, you know, one of the uh, easiest things to think about is how do we go about increasing our income? Right, so you can do that via increasing the income from your job or from your business right now. You know, one of um one of uh, my students is is exploring right now getting international um boarders to come and stay in their home, getting two to three of those, which is going to increase uh, the income. I think is something in the vicinity of about two hundred and twenty dollars a week or something like that per boarder. So you know, they're looking at taking on two to three because their kids have now moved out and they've got this big five bedroom home with, um, you know, four spare bedrooms sitting there. And so they're going to look to increase their income from these borders by somewhere in the city of $600 a, a week or something like that, which obviously has a significant impact. Um, it could be things like, uh, you know, adding a granny flat at the back of your um, property. One of my students is looking at, um, I was just talking to her literally yesterday, is uh, currently just gone to put an offer and it had the offer accepted on a house in Canberra, which they're going to make their own home. But the house is big enough, the land is big enough that they can add a granny flat into the backyard. And that granny flat, the income coming from that granny flat is actually going to pretty well cover the entire cost of their mortgage on the house itself. And so that obviously increases their income and decreases their own expenses going out of their back pocket. And it just adds that other income stream into the portfolio so that they... um, they can afford high levels of, you know, serviceability. And to the banks, they look like they're beautifully in a beautiful cash flow position. So one way is definitely increasing income, right? And, and there's multiple different ways you can do that. The only, the only um, challenge you're going to come up with is how creative that you want to be around it. But there's so many people that do that, internet businesses, or maybe you want to go out and um, renovate your current properties or renovate a property to increase the rental yield that way. There's multiple different ways to do that. So you want to be thinking about, well, how can I increase my income in my life in every way, shape, or form? Okay? So that's the first way, increase income. 
On the other spectrum of that is we also want to focus on decreasing debt. So you want to think about, well, how many different types of debt could I actually decrease? So one could be decreasing personal debt. So do you want to lower your, your credit card limit or lower your credit current credit card debt level? Do you want to, um, if you have personal loans, how do you pay those off more rapidly? And there are a lot of strategies to be able to do that. Um, do you want to decrease the mortgage on your current home? You know, so you want to think about any way possible that you can decrease the debt level in your life. So again, that you're lowering your debt level and therefore increasing your income, increasing your attractiveness to, um, to lenders so you can uh, keep getting more and more money. Um, in line with that as well, is so this is number three, the third way that you can make sure that you can um, bypass the whole APA regulations to keep moving forward, is that how do you structure your loans and how you can you set up and structure your loans so um, they are far more uh, effective and they are, they are saving you more and more money, they are far more streamlined. And you want to apply this probably not only even to your own current loans, but you want to apply this to every, every area of your life. You want to be thinking about, well, is this area of my life, you know, is how my electricity and gas set up, is it the most streamlined it possibly could be? Are my, um, my mortgages, are they the most streamlined? Am I using my offset account effectively and using a credit card effectively to be able to reduce my debt on my, um, on my current home mortgage? You know, what about my internet bills? What about my phone bills? What about uh, school fees? What about, I, I don't care what it is. You just want to look at every single area of your life where money is going out for whatever purpose and ask the question, Get in the habit of asking the question, is this the most effective use of my money? Have I streamlined this to the most effective level where I am uh, doing more with what I currently have and making more with the money that I already got? So uh, that's number three. Number four is going to be, and sorry, also a number three when how you structure your loans. You know, do you actually want to, while we're in a life low interest rate environment, do you want to look at fixing a portion of your loan? You know, there are, there are a lot of um, uh, you know, attractive deals out there to, to fix a portion of your loan right now um, at a nice low level for the next few years. You know, there's some, um, some great ways you can lock in some lower fixed interest rates, which again give a lot more certainty to banks when they're looking at it, but it, um, you're just locking in some low interest rates because um, although we might see some low interest rates over the next few years still in the marketplace, over the next couple of years we expect those interest rates to start rising again and head back up towards um, probably not over the next two to three years, but over the next kind of three to five years, I expect those interest rates to head back up towards that 7% level again. Um, another way, so this is number four, it's all about protecting and healing your credit file. So as a property investor, a credit file is absolutely vital. It's so, so important. And so those of you who don't know what a credit file is, is that every time we apply for credit, a, um, the credit provider, credit card company, home loans, car loans, whatever it is, We'll make a note on what is called our credit file that we applied for credit um, uh, for this particular amount with this particular company. And so any new credit provider that you're going to go to, they're going to look at this credit file and, and get a bit of an understanding, a bit of a background behind your current uh, credit history and your credit situation. You know, what debts do you have? What loans do you have? Um, and they also started recording over the last couple of years your conduct on those loans. You know, do you pay it on time or are you consistently late with your loans? And that affects what's called your credit score. And the lower your credit score, the harder it is going to be to get lending, especially with the main tier lenders like the major banks. So um, that's another critical way because we want to protect that. So every time that you go to apply for a credit card or a, you know, or a new loan or a personal loan, 
that's going to make a mark on your credit record. And you've got to always be asking, you know, do I necessarily need this right now or do I need to make a mark? And you've also got to protect yourself against reckless and irresponsible brokers and, uh, you know, finance companies who really don't care about your credit record. They're just going to go as part of their natural process and go and make a hit on your credit record. And I've seen investors who have um, one mortgage broker has gone to taken their situation to four to five different lenders who have all um, taken a, done a credit hit on their credit record, and then they go to another lender, and all of a sudden they look back at it and go, well, why are you going to so many, um, so many lenders? No, you look really risky. I'm not going to give you any money whatsoever. So we want to make sure that we protect the credit record and focus on making it better, which is all about make your payments on time. Don't make unnecessary credit, um, credit applications for any way, shape, or form. And if you haven't already, get onto um, mycreditfile.com.au or Vader Advantage or um, there's a couple of other ones that do it and order a copy of your credit record and get an understanding of what's actually on there. And there's even a service that you, I think every property investor should sign up for, which is a credit alert. So every time uh, uh, something happens to your credit record, you are notified straight away. And I've seen this save a lot of people where um, uh, a credit hit was was uh, wrongly made on their credit record and they were able to pick it up straight away and get it taken off um, almost instantly. So that's really, really important. That's right. And if you've got the knowledge of what's on there, you can also explain things as well. You can preempt uh, the, the lender looking at that and explain what happened, why it happened, if it was an error, etc. But there are often mistakes as well. So you can uh, over... If you follow the right process, you can also um, oftentimes get those mistakes removed. So, yeah, that's a that's a really critical point. Definitely, definitely. And um, also on that, you know, talking about a, a good mortgage broker versus a um, versus a not so good one or or a crap one, if I want to be blunt about it, um, you know, you want to make sure you find a great mortgage broker who's not just going to go look at the main tier lenders. You know, if you're having trouble with serviceability, because as property investors, at some point in time. You're going to have trouble with finance. It's just going to happen. Just get over it and expect it and then just have a bit of a plan of what you can do um, instead. And so, um, you know, you want to find a great mortgage broker who's not just going to go to the pure um, mainstream lenders, who is not just going to go through um, the normal, uh, the normal um, channels and that they're willing to look outside the box. You know, even in a deal that I'm doing right now, because I've got, a, uh, you know, a decent-sized portfolio, a lot of lenders don't like me now, but you know what? My mortgage broker is a great broker, and they, we're, we're going to some different type of um, lenders out there in the marketplace because there are lots out there. And uh, what a deal that I wouldn't get through with a major bank, I'm getting through with a kind of a second-tier lender right now and still getting a great deal out of it. So um, you know, find a broker that's going to work with you and help you find solutions not just trying to get you to fit into, um, you know, if you don't fit into the box that a that a bank might want, they're not just going to go, well, sorry, I'm not, I can't help you, or just take you to another bank. They're going to look to find a lender who will fit into your box of the world in the situation that you're currently in, and that's really critical. You know, a good broker is such a key part of your team. It really is important. Absolutely. All right. Well, there's some useful actions that you can get started with right away to start. Uh, making sure that you're, you can continue to borrow to buy properties in today's market. 
I'm going to add two more to that, by the way, John. Great. So, sure. um, the other one I mentioned was about make sure you focus on how you're going to increase your rental yields in your portfolio. Yeah. By, I mentioned renovating before or buying some positive cash flow type of deals or granny flats. We spoke about that. But the other one, and speaking strategically, is that you want to start thinking about setting up some trading deals in your portfolio. So do you know what? If, and these are properties that you're setting up with a pure purpose that you may trade back to the marketplace into in the future uh, to turn over some chunks of cash and use that to lower your debt level. So you don't want to get to a situation where the bank so goes, sorry, we're not going to give you any more money, and then be reactive and not be in a, a, be a position or have any flexibility to be able to um, trade some things or change some things or restructure your portfolio to maximise your scenario. You want to be set up, ready to go, and go, well, if a bank or lenders go, do you know what? No, we're changing the upper regulations. They tighten everything up. We can't give you any more money. You want to go, well, great. Okay, well, what if I did this? And you can trade a property back to the marketplace, turn over a chunk of cash, and then um, be able to move forward in a different way. So we always want to be thinking several steps ahead and be planning for, well, if this happens, then I have a strategy to, um, to do something about it. You're always buying that property with the next one in mind and, and, and getting those properties strategically uh, executed in your portfolio. 100%. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Todd. That was great. No worries at all. Thanks, John.